0: else. We're switching it up this week. We went to our community to ask them what are the most common financial terms you should know and understand but you don't. We use this lingo all the time and you are sometimes just, you know, expected to know what they mean but honestly, like it's okay if you don't. You sometimes say these words in conversations and nod your head but maybe you don't actually know what you're saying or what they mean. So it's okay. Shh, you can secretly listen today and nobody will be the wiser. You didn't actually know the real meanings or understand the concepts. And you can now nod along and be like, one, two, three, and two the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre are at the door. Jokes, because I'm here to tell you today, it's like this and like that and like this, Santa. It's like that and like this and like that, Anna. Okay, like if you were not into this week's content, then you can just chill to the next episode. Come on. I'm having all the feels, all the feels from that Super Bowl halftime show. I think it's a week later and I'm still on it. I am the person who only shows up for the halftime show. It was a great one. And I know, I know it gave all my millennials all the feels. So I had to integrate some snoop into this episode. But for real, don't lose yourself in the moment because y'all know me, still same OG. Don't want you going till you collapse because this is a family affair. It's okay. We still have love for the streets. So we pulled the community to tell us what financial terms they should know, but don't. So here's what we got. These were the top questions asked about what the do these financial terms mean? We want to break down those barriers and stigmas that surround your money and provide a unique fun resource to help offer an understanding and confidence when it comes to making financial decisions. So we're about to drop it like it's hot. Oh my God, guys, they're endless. I can't stop myself this week. I can't do it. But here we go. What is a GIC? What is a GIC? Many of you probably have heard this term, seen it posted with a rate, and you're probably like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, great rate for the times, guys, that 3% GIC, but you don't actually know what the heck that means. A GIC is a Guaranteed Investment Certificate, get it? Guaranteed Investment Certificate, G-I-C. It's a safe and secure investment with very little risk. You don't have to worry about losing your money because it's guaranteed guaranteed. A GIC works like a savings account in that you deposit money into it and earn interest on that money. The difference is that you need to leave your money in a GIC account for a specified period of time. If you take it out early, you usually kind of have to pay a penalty because you're breaking the term, depending on the type of GIC that you own. When you buy a GIC, you are agreeing to lend the bank or financial institution your money for a specified number of months. For up to five years. In exchange, your money will earn interest. The longer the term, the more interest you earn. At the end of the term, you get the entire amount that you deposited plus the interest earned. Get it? Right? Simple. Guaranteed investment certificate, GIC. So next time you can nod along and be like, yes, that is a great rate for a GIC right now. Okay. Next point. What is compound interest? What the heck does that mean? Now, sitting in my grade 11 math class when the teacher was probably going over compound interest in the Pythagorean theorem, I won't lie. I was not thinking, you know, Carla, you are going to use this in your 30s. I would never apply this in my lateral life. Why am I listening to it? Yet, I was pleasantly surprised when I've used both. Legit. Okay, compound interest, maybe I realized would be useful one day, but Pythagorean theorem? theory? I don't even know if that's saying it right. That's how much I paid attention. Yet there it was putting up decals in my daughter's room. And yeah, it was not as easy as I thought, you know, just like slapping those decals on, no plan. My friend, thank God, came to my rescue. And while we were working in a pink bedroom with the gold polka dot decals and they were all over the place, she stopped and said, Carla, Pythagorean theory. And yeah, I should show you a picture. It's beautiful. They are very evenly spaced out. And thank you to her for remembering that. But compound interest. This refers to interest on interest. Rather, when you're investing or saving, compound interest is earned on the amount you deposited, plus any interest you've accumulated over time. While it can grow your savings on the flip side, it can also increase your debt. Compound interest is charged on the initial amount you were loaned as well as the expenses added to your outstanding balance over time. When you're investing or saving, this is the interest that you earn on the amount you deposit, plus any interest you've accumulated over time. When you're borrowing, it's the interest that is charged on the original amount you are loaned, as well as the interest charges that are added to your outstanding balance over time. Think of it as interest on interest. It will make your savings or debt grow faster rather than simple interest, which is calculated on the principal amount alone. Have I lost you? I hope not. This next one, maybe you've heard it, maybe the acronym you've heard it, but don't actually know what it stands for. But what is a power of attorney? Often referred to as POA. It is someone that can act on your behalf while you're alive. So if for some reason you are ill or incapacitated and can't act for yourself you invoke your power of attorney. This is where I think lies some confusion sometimes, but the minute you pass away, their power ceases and your executor steps in to handle your estate. They can ultimately be the same person, but they don't have to be. Moving on. What is the difference between amortization and term of your mortgage? Two different things. They work together. Amortization. This is how long you have to pay off your mortgage. So think of it as the gradual time it takes to pay back a big debt. In Canada, you you can have an amortization up to 25 years. This is the life of your mortgage. This can often be confused with your term, which is attached to your rate. Your fixed rate term, for example, is the period in which you're locked into an interest rate with your financial institution. Term options can range anywhere from six months to 10 years, which again is different from your amortization. However, your monthly payment is calculated with both using your amortization and the rate. Next on the list, demand loan, a form of a loan where the creditor can demand that you pay your balance in full immediately, and it can be called in at any time. These loans are usually made on credit cards, a line of credit or some student loans and the demand for payment. Often comes as a result of the creditor checking your credit report. And maybe they notice you've missed some payments or have been behind in a payment. It is rare, it is rare that a loan is called in, but it does happen. Okay, last on our list for today Home Buyer's Plan. What is that? Oh, your RRSP Home Buyer's Plan. First, RRSP is Registered Retirement Savings Plan. And there is a provision within this plan called the homebuyer's plan. So here's another one that we've maybe heard. Maybe we don't actually know what it is. Maybe we've taken it out and we actually still don't know what it is. But this is a provision that allows you to take money out of your RSP. Also, it's another short form for RRSP, which is we like the short forms in banking. What can I say? Without paying tax, if you are a first time homebuyer, you can withdraw up to 35000 from your plan in a calendar year. You don't have to draw 35,000, but you can go up to 35,000. You have to start making payments back to your RSP in the second year and generally have 15 years to pay yourself back, but you can do so at any time. You don't have to wait for 15 years, but you will be taxed on your withdrawal if you don't comply with the government of Canada's rules associated with the home buyer's plan. Okay, we're good. So, hold up. Guys, I'm making myself cringe right now. Here's a little plug. If you're listening right now, we want to hear from you. So send us a message on our Instagram page of some of those burning questions you have, topics you want covered, guests you want on so we can make sure we can include them in some future episodes. We believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture, helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you found value through this podcast. We are on all the social channels, so please, guys, snap a photo, share this podcast, tag us, and get it out. Get the word out. Don't forget, you can always connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.